on this week's episode, we talked about how come ain't nobody told us nothing. Had us out here in these streets with no life lessons, no guidance. Um, So we're just talking about what you would tell your younger self. And also get out there and mentor, y'all. The community needs us. There's a lot of mentees that just need a little more insight. Welcome to the show, y'all. You're listening to Just Keep Living, the glass house conversation where there are no stones thrown. This podcast is a judgment-free zone for free thinkers who value personal growth and mental health. We're all about inspiring and empowering others. All while creating safe spaces to have difficult conversations. Join us every week as we have fun, get vulnerable, and go deep. Answering each other's questions on a range of topics from sex to religion. And everything in between. And we do mean everything. We're just trying to figure it out. Like Rennie always said, just keep living. Welcome to the show. Uh, we ready. There we go. Okay. We ready. Okay. So welcome back to Just Keep Living. It's our second episode. And, well, first, let's do this. We're going to do an introduction. We realize that you guys don't know who we are unless you know us personally. Uh, my name is Jenna. What's up? What's up? My name is Joe. Shauna. This is your girl P, aka Parcel. That's me. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. That if you is call me P. I tried to come with a DJ name or something. Sound cool, but yeah, I like was. that. It was the, the way you came in. You just came <laughs> in real, and right. then hit us with Parcel. Parcel. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's it's both, right? I got you know. You came with P strong, and then it was just I got Parcel, Master P, and uh, yeah, <laughs> Master P. Na 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 na. Make him say, oh. There we go. Yeah, I played, uh, I got a No Limit Get playlist, no. and I played it in the car, and the boys were like, what, what is, is this? this? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, make them say it. <laughs> I was like, oh. okay. Yeah, uh, we lived on good music, and y'all listening to drugs and suicide. Like, it's right. too much. <laughs> okay. So on this week's episode, it's going to be, how come ain't nobody told me that? Mm. Things I wish somebody cared to tell me. Mm. So this should be a good one. Um, you know, we all wish sometime we could go back in time and change a few things. So um, it's important that we get out and mentor, you know, find you some mentees, find some people that kind of look like you that need an extra hand. Um, I'm personally involved with Open Heart Leaders, who is a men- We have a, some mentors and a men- some mentees and we meet up every week and we just talk about life. Um, And it's just important that you let these kids know that you didn't have it all right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to probably read off of my list and see, and we can kind of go from there and take turns. So we haven't shared these with each other. So this should be interesting for y'all that's listening (laughs) to. I would tell my younger self to work on my relationship with food, money, and fitness. Mm. I think mm. it cost me a lot of money to figure out how to eat at age 33. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, 315 pounds. Yeah, I'm over here trying to figure out, oh, man, I probably shouldn't start my day with Mountain Dew and uh, donuts. Um, mm. Mm. Wow. So I wish I would have had just that different relationship with food, money, and fitness. Mm. What you got, P? I put the same thing as far as food. I said, you know, stop eating so much sugar. Yes. Mm. Eat real food. Wow. Yep. Mm. Eat real food. So that's one thing I put down. Another thing, just to kind of segue, because that's kind of your point, kind of. It's okay. We but, don't have a lot uh, of the same, right? probably. I know. So the other one I put down was, it's okay to be different. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yes. It's okay to be different. Like, 
everything from my name to just even how I think and just mm. kind of just standing out, so to speak. It's just how I felt. Okay. And um, I just would try to hide, you know. Yeah. I didn't want to be the one to speak up, ask any questions, nothing like that growing up. And I thought, you know, I'm too different. Wow. Oh. Too weird. Creative. Weird is good. Yes. Weird is good. It's yeah. okay to be different. It, it is. is. okay. And I wish somebody had told me that. Yeah. Second yes. grade, third grade, I probably would have, <laughs> I don't know. Excelled. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a lot more on yourself. Yeah. yeah. True. All right. What you got, Shauna? Uh, what I would tell my younger self to live, not to be so uptight. God is not in a box. It's okay to make mistakes and love yourself. Mm. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Because I, like I definitely needed to live. I was uptight, and that just was me. But I would tell my younger self, like, girl, live. Don't, mm. don't be taking this. That's, yes. that's not your story. Live. <laughs> I have just live on my list. We know the podcast is just keep living. But right. on the side of that, I also said make mistakes. Because mm. I feel like you got to make a lot of mistakes. you got to take chances on things that's how you grow yes. uh yes yeah quit quit chasing perfection right. make a bunch of mistakes mm. joe what you got that was my first one perfection is a false reality mm. Ooh. Uh, okay I like the uh, way you so work. you need to commit yourself to making a lot of mistakes because without without those mistakes you can't grow um and i was listening to this guy named neville on youtube and he was just talking about how you have to making mistakes is a part of life. It's part of your growth process. And people who are so scared to make mistakes because they want to be per perfect will never grow into who, re who they really are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And so at that age, I just thought perfection was everything because everybody around me was supposed to be perfect. Yeah. And so growing up, I was scared to make mistakes. Mm. And number two was the really, really big one for me. It should have been number one, I think. It says deal with your emotions. Uh, I wish somebody told me how to deal with my emotions and how to communicate them yeah. uh, to other people. And I wow. think I think that held me back in a lot. I think it hurt a lot of people, and I was hurt a lot because I couldn't deal. I didn't know what I was feeling. I didn't know how to communicate it. And uh, I just think that led to a lot of bad relationships with, with my friends, with women, with a lot of things. And I think that was my biggest one. And the last one I said, to me, how money works and how your attitude toward everything affects your life. Mm. Mm. That's good. Okay, so. Jordan came right. through. <laughs> Those are right. some good ones. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Those are just some. I, um, I have on mine also about mental health um, mm -hmm. because I feel like just probably two and a half, three years ago, I was able to put a word to my emotions. Mm. I didn't know <laughs> what anxiety truly was. Mm. You know, That's it true. was the, the butterflies in your stomach. Oh, You're like, okay, what happens when the butterflies don't go away? Like, I literally know now how to identify what those emotions are. Mm. Wow. Um, and I think that would have really been helpful. Yes. Mm. Um, just having the conversation about mental health is one thing I talked to my boys about. Nobody was talking about mental health when I was growing up, mm -hmm. you know. Um and we lived probably around the corner, not even a block from one of those kind of like independent living. They were oh, all yeah. uh, had mental health issues. Mm -hmm. So we were aware of people that were different or people that were hearing voices but needed assistance. So they could kind of walk through the little town and we would see them. We had some favorites that would come play basketball, you know. Yeah. But nobody was having the conversation like how this could happen. It was just yeah. so-and-so is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, what is crazy? Oh. You'd be yeah. like, what's crazy, what's crazy? mean? Yeah. What is, what's crazy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now when somebody say they're crazy, I'll be like, define crazy. I might be crazy. crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> they be like, so and so a freak. I'll be like, well, what define what a freak. Yeah, I'm like, look. <laughs> she a hoe. I'll be like, well, what, 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 what what's a hoe? <laughs> I might be what one too. Shit, I'm wow. crazy. I'm freaky and a hoe. Let me. No. Shoot, you gonna put me in a box? Let me see what the box look like. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah. No, I was definitely not, um, we just couldn't speak about it. What was done in the house is in the house. And you just did not talk outside to a counselor. Like, that was a no-go. And why, like, that's white people stuff. You don't tell, yeah, right, right. Exactly. That's people stuff. Exactly. Uh-huh. You don't go telling y'all business and nothing mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, it was like, to tell them anything was, like, wrong. And so, you just Counseling and mental health, okay, no, you all right, you fine. What do we do? What do we do? What have we all been Mm -hmm. conditioned to believe we're supposed to do when we are dealing with issues in our head? Pray. Pray. You can only talk to the pastor about it. I'd be like, damn, the pastor got so many jobs and ain't none of them, he ain't got a mental health degree. (laughs) And he is not, yeah, I was about to say, he's not certified, he's not usually, Mm -hmm. you know, in a Uh -uh. position to counsel people. I'd be like, oh goodness, we putting everything on him like Sky Daddy, right above, under Sky Daddy is Preacher. (laughs) (laughs) Sky Daddy Preacher. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, that's one of the things that I wish I was uh, told growing up was just understanding who God was right. and that mm. it wasn't speaking of sky daddy, something that was not mm. apart from me. That's right. Mm. That's like, good. That you really thought he was in the sky. Well, well, not in the sky. You can definitely think that. I'm going to say I did. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely did. And so what happens is you go around, we talk about this man, like it hits home and it's, hits home every time. That's why I'm so adamant about our Saturday classes, about teaching people where God is because when you're searching for answers outside yourself, mm-hmm. you will be you'll fall for anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll be like, okay, you know, this must be from God because such and such told me, and and then that because you think that's that's God talking to. Them. Why would He talk to them and not, not you? you? When it's like, your talent, when it's your, your talent, and we out here and we out here looking out at everybody else, and so you got you out here running around looking for all these answers when in your heart and in your true self, they're right there. Yeah. And you deny yourself. Oh, you yeah. deny, and when and I now it's like I, I'm so adamant. When you deny yourself, you're denying you're denying God. That's true. So true. You're denying That's God. True. And I mean, so, it's even said in the songs, though. If you really think about it, like a lot of the songs is very depressing and just tell you to bear that cross. So <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> a whole bunch of songs it's like that. Bear yeah, the man. cross. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw the light. Yeah, man. Yes. My it's, church wasn't hip. Oh, no, no, we all, ooh, I know all the old songs. Yes, yes. I know the old songs, and we would try to upgrade them. You know, when Kirk Franklin came out, finally. (laughs) Youth was four. Shout out to Rashad Washington, (laughs) Jamaica. It was about five of us on a good day. You were like, yo. <laughs> Passing butterscotch and peppermints around, trying mm. to be quiet. Shout out to Miss mm. Taylor. We loved you. She kept us with candy. There you go. Mm. Mm. And the flyest wig. <laughs> and she had a cane. Mine was Miss Pearl. Oh. Uh, she used to, everybody used to get candy, man. 
as oh. well, that lady. Yes, oh. it was called Miss Mary for me. Her oh, yeah. name was Sister Mary. Yeah, <laughs> Mother Everybody Mary, my Mother man, Mary. Mother Mary. That's who she was. She always had a set in every. Every Everyone. holiday, every day, she had a bag of candy for everybody. Did she Never have time. homemade ribbon candy? She sure did. Oh, Remember them? Yes. That's back she when we sure. used to. We all want to have a tangent, y'all. <laughs> right, right. Hold on. Okay, okay, okay we're coming back. We're coming back. We coming back, back, back y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. right. But back to what you were saying, Parshall, about, about that. I think that misleads so many people down a, a path of, I, I, it's, it's like almost emptiness sometimes because you are looking you you feel like you don't have what it takes to to get to where you need to go because you're always looking for somebody else to tell you and help you where you're trying to get to go. Mm. And it's emptiness because at that point you can't trust your own thoughts. That's true. You get what I'm saying? You're not trusting. You can't trust what you think. And when you can't trust what you think, then what are you like? Where are you at? What are you doing? I went to therapy. That's See? how I ended up at therapy because I didn't trust my decisions mm. no more because mm. I made a bad decision. Mm. And then I also had people that loved me around me who mm-hmm. would say things to me and I didn't think it was sincere. Mm. I was like, girl, this is too much. Take your ass to therapy yeah. because you got to learn to trust yourself. Yes. Yep. Shout out and to therapy. Yes. And I'm, and I'm how like, come ain't nobody tell me mm. that therapy was needed? <laughs> <laughs> well, they had you in church, so you had all, no, all the- it was all on Sky Daddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was, yeah. He tired of us. I know we didn't gave him too many jobs. <laughs> He's like, can y'all do something, please? Can y'all do something, please? Mm-mm. What I gave you? Okay, I have another one. This is, I don't know. I bet y'all don't have this on y'all list. Okay. Grief. Mm. And I grew up in a funeral home. I thought grief was only associated with people dying. But we grieve people in our day-to-day life. You grieve friendships, mm. uh, jobs. Um, I wish... So you, I, I've grieved old versions of me, like letting wow. that old person go. I didn't know that, that it would be 5,000 versions of Jenna. And some of those you lose and you would be sad about them. Mm. Grief, grief is more than, you know, big, big mama dying. It's mm. so much more than that. Mm. You, you got to live in your grief every day. And sometimes a part of your grief, you get to see from time to time. Wow. I wish somebody would have told me about grief mm. and what that looks like. Yes, that's so true. Because it's really just cycles. Right, we're it all is. becoming a new version of ourselves. Right. right, everything mm-hmm. in nature shed, sheds the old, becomes something new, and the cycle repeats. Yeah, so that that's a good point. You would like to think that grief and just knowing that that's a natural process, right, for yeah. cycles to happen and what that looks like. Yes. I thought, you know, especially in our community, it was you know somebody passed away. Mm-hmm. Literally, I was a, grew up in a funeral home. There was mm-hmm. people passing away often, and it was like, yes, you were sad and you had your moments, but. No one ever said those moments could last for a year. Wow. No one said what that time looks like. Because all I was able to see was after somebody passed away, you go back to living your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nobody talked about, you know, my mom not getting out of bed for for months, you know, when my grandma passed or, you know, around the holidays. And I remember my mom putting on her mother's jacket like it smells like my mom. I didn't know those things mm-hmm. and what wow. grief is wow. and how smells bring you back. It's more than death. Mm. That's why, you know, I jokingly say when people get divorced, oh, he died. But really it is like a death because mm-hmm. that part of your life is over. You're starting something new. Mm. I wish somebody would have told me that. Mm. Yes. I don't think- that is so good because I wish somebody would have even just told me how to even grieve at all. Because like you're saying, I just didn't know. I just was told to just suck it up. 
Yep. You know, and, and even. It could be worse. It if, could if, be worse. Right. Exactly. Someone else has it so harder than you, you mm-hmm. know, or someone else is struggling, you know, or, you know, wish they had what you had or something. Whatever yeah. it may be, whatever you were going through was not that bad. Or they yeah. say cast it on God. I don't know. I That's think what I would hear. Like, I would hear, like I, cast it on God. Cast, give it, to, give it to him, and he'll take care of the, the God is tired. No, I'm, I'm, and I'm saying it is. But I don't. I think with my emotions, me growing up, I didn't really express a lot of emotions. So mm-hmm. I didn't even, a lot of these things I suppressed for so long, I didn't even know what a lot of this stuff was, man. It was yeah. just like, you know, I didn't understand grief. And, I, and to be honest with you, I don't remember a lot of my past sometimes because I would, I think I would block it out. Mm-hmm. It's easier. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. easier. I block so many no. things out, and I'm sitting here trying to remember things and stuff like that, and I don't remember mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, and so when I'm sitting down now, you know, I think later, like with our, with us, when we were going through our marriage and stuff, my emotions really began to spill over, and I didn't know how to how to handle it, man. I would go into crying spurts. I would go into fits. I would go into depression. I would go into mm-hmm. Extreme happening. I mean, I, it was just I didn't know how to deal with and it. And he so didn't know how to communicate. I didn't know either. how to communicate, and it literally like I was so like I was so lost. Like I did not. I was so lost. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on, mm-hmm. and so it hit. It hit like a ton of bricks, you know. And I wish just men would talk like men is emotional. We're, we're emotional creatures. We just we we still are. We you know we're men, but we're emotional creatures. And how to deal with that at at a young age, you know, how to deal with it. Because it's a, if you use your emotion in the right way, it's a powerful, it's a powerful thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great thing. But you know, when it's out of control, when it's, you know, suppressed and then it, and then it's blowing yeah. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it's, then now you're the crazy man, you know, you're this and that. And you, like you said, it's just mental issues. You mm-hmm. don't, you don't, we don't even know. We don't know what's going on. We can't explain it. We can't even talk about it. And, it's, and still to this day, there's a lot of things that come up I'll get a feeling and I'll get this and then that and I really got I have to sit to myself and try to dig deep and think about why am I feeling this way what is it called what's going on what's what's brought me to this feeling why why am I like this you know and mm-hmm. I have to go into that space and be like that but it takes time it's uncomfortable you know but it's one of those things that I know for my relationship to get better with my wife for my kids my friends everything else for me to be just a better person and feel better like I got to get it out you know and 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 get and deal with it Wow. I love that. Yeah. So, That's yes. called he's processing, right? Well, yeah. Not having an you know an emotional outlash like, mm-hmm. yeah, something's up. Let me let me do this real quick. You sit in your emotions. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've learned. <laughs> I mean, growing up yeah. for me to because uh, I, I I transitioned a lot being the oldest kid, so mm-hmm. I was the first one mm-hmm. for everything to happen to, if you will. They and, call us um, a test babies. Yeah, test babies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Damn. The first one. But I think I think at the time too, I dealt with a lot of emotions and I didn't know how to process it. Mm-hmm. And some people are shocked when I say I was like extremely mean to my family mm-hmm. for many years, from like maybe twelve up until like sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you see any family pictures of us together, everybody else is like smiling and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I just had a terrible attitude and I took it out on my Mm. family because I I couldn't process emotions, you know what I mean? So as I started to do this work, I did have conversations with my family and saying like, this is what was going on. This is what Mm. I needed at the time. And I'm sorry, you know, for that. Um, but that's just, that's just how it came out because I didn't know how to process Mm-hmm. So telling your younger self, would you know the words to tell yourself like what you were feeling or what was going on at that time that caused you to be so mean? I think it I think it really 
derived from my relationship with my mom. Okay. And what I really needed from her. Because I was extremely inquisitive mm-hmm. as new things were happening. And I just had a lot of questions. And I, I, I couldn't seem to get it from from her. Yes. Or that connection just to have advice with somebody. as mm. like, this is going on at school. I would try to, you know, communicate yeah. these things. And it was like, go fold the clothes. You know, go somewhere. <laughs> well, you do, I got so a yeah, question for you, that though, about that. Do, right. do you think that because of the... The, re- the religious background that like she didn't know how to answer those questions or you know like in in a way that would be how much was trying to put it like sometimes I feel like religion sometimes blocks you from being able to process what's really going on because you have to put it in the realm of the bible or whatever it may be you kind of get what I'm saying yeah I think it was that for sure I mean my mom she had I mean she's an incredibly strong woman mm-hmm. um I mean her her mom passed when she was 13 mm-hmm. and she was raised by her grandparents so I think that her experience and what she's just trying to instill in us was, um, mm. you know, mixed in with religion. Mm. Um, Cause I mean, technically her, the rest of her siblings, they were not in the church as much and mm-hmm. things like that. So I think that she just really just enforced that with wow. us to give us that, that foundation, but it yeah. was not like very <laughs> personal, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. but who, who taught her? Grandparents, her grandparents, her, right. her siblings, her brothers, dis- life that was a big disconnect. <laughs> so, she probably didn't know how to show up for you because yeah. no one ever had to show up for her. Mm-hmm. I know so, how to communicate you know, as we give our parents grace. It's just like oh, yeah. no one ever taught her for sure. Yeah, because can you imagine losing your mother at age 13? And like mm-hmm. your whole body is dealing mm-hmm. with a bunch of stuff, and then you don't have anybody you can really talk about. Yeah, grandma is grandma, though, right. it's mm-hmm. not the same as mama, right? Ever. So right. it's unfortunate. Yeah. She just didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. I know. That's so true. It is. Yeah. So true. We got all that from grief, which kind of spilled <laughs> over into mental health. Uh, that's good, though. <laughs> so, and I also put on my list, um, don't drink and drive. Mm. That is, that's the quickest way to lose $10,000. You <laughs> might as well throw that shit in the, the ocean. <laughs> uh, I love it. I mean, I just know, I just know too many people mm-hmm. um, that have, you know, got DUIs, ruined yeah. their lives, their careers. Mm-hmm. It's just one of them things, like, girl, I mean, I know that I can drink and drive really good, but okay. <laughs> at this point in my no, life, I'm just it. deciding that it's just not worth it. Look at here, yeah. we got too much I might transportation, as well. guys. Like, we got Uber, we got Well, you don't really ways. drink, friend. You the driver. <laughs> she the DD. <laughs> and now that I move way Mind out it. here, for me to go downtown, they be wanting $40 in the Uber. I'll be like, you know oh, what? Mm-hmm. I'm just hey, wait a minute. But when they when now when Uber was two timing that, yeah, bro, I ain't going. That was eighty bucks to get downtown. She I ain't no yeah. never from here. That's yeah. that's why I'm back to. I might as well just little pregame and drive. <laughs> <laughs> Kids don't listen to me because <laughs> I literally didn't did it. Like you know what? Hold right, on, hold on we about to go on a tangent. Have you ever pregame so hard that you don't even make it to your event? Your bed, be like. <laughs> Yo. I'll be on the couch yeah. like, look, yeah. we ain't going nowhere tonight. <laughs> I can't even I didn't find the keys. I didn't got the music up. So I, once I started putting on my uh, makeup, I didn't got a real cocktail. I probably about took two shots. And if I feel like I'm going in the Uber, I might as well get in the Uber drunk. That's my rule. No, you're right, though. Like, if you go, no, my, if I'm gonna get a that driver, has, that has to be number one rule. If you gonna get an Uber driver, you have to be drunk. First going there. of all, you yeah. gotta order the Uber driver and stop mm-hmm. ordering them and letting them when go you away. Pre-game, <laughs> when you pregame hard, 
I just lay down. Are you laying? I didn't lay down in the bed. You be sleep, don't you? I wake up to twenty missed calls. Like, oh, I'll be there in a little bit. But anyway, younger self, don't don't drink and drive. Don't Don't drink drink and drive. drive. At least get in the car with a stranger. (laughs) Okay. What? (laughs) Well, what is the Uber? Okay. Okay. Sure. I thought you you meant the Uber. The Uber share. Yo, Wait. I got some stories. <laughs> oh, oh, I got God. some stories. Uber stories, yo. Uh, uh, like, uh, I got some too. Oh. I got some too. I'm going to ask y'all this. Have you ever been in the Uber and they had to stop for gas? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yo, I was, no. No, no, no. I no, was no. late to a meeting. Did <laughs> your Uber stop? With the Uber. <laughs> But you can't even go into the meeting but like I'm late because my Uber has started. <laughs> Yo. Nah, I had an African that knew his car, the gas light was on. I was in the car like, ooh. No, no, no. Like me, you know how I roll. Right. He, he was rolling like me, and I was like, Do you think we should stop? He was like, I know my car. I was like, all okay. right. <laughs> Black folks. Not yeah. me. Not me. I was I just like, like, all right. Two guests. <laughs> you mean to tell me? We <laughs> there was another person who had the gas light on and the engine light. <laughs> oh, was hitting Whoa. the gas hard. <laughs> 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 Should we be taking it? <laughs> Can we put it yeah. in neutral because the AC back. off? Look. Stay in the back now. <laughs> She's like, which one? I know AC my car. I'm like, no, turn it off so we can get <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. Tangent alert like a month. Yeah, but that's okay. some good stuff. Right. Because I think the younger self should know this. <laughs> younger self. Yeah. How we experience these things is because we just decided to live. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yo, yes. Yo, yes. I, I got some good stories. I, you know, I, I mm-hmm. live every day like it's my last. Don't be as reckless as me. Mm-mm. Be a little bit smarter, but still have fun. Be careful with strangers. Oh, I'm not even on my list. I'm about well, to start yeah, giving y'all stuff. I'm about to start telling Mother Teresa over here. Like, <laughs> she lived. She lived. I've never met a stranger. <laughs> True story. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere I go, I find a friend. Hey. Yeah, you're right. You, you hey. hands down. Jenna is the plug, boy. I tell you right now, the plug yes. for everything. Everywhere. And I don't care. And it's some places uh, we've been. <laughs> right, I got like a couple other things on here and I don't know if y'all are going to agree so this will be pretty good I'll pee what you got before I skip on oh the other one I wrote down was it's okay to say no oh mm. yes mm. yeah my my biggest probably my biggest flaw is people pleasing wow. uh, okay man and um mm. to Can say I ask no question, though? yeah sure. do, do you think it was people pleasing because you were so mean no. <laughs> no. Here's the thing. I was only I was only mean to my family. Okay. I was a mean. He was a real psychopath. <laughs> so it was a conscious decision. <laughs> Damn, you ain't. Lying. <laughs> I would prefer that you would be mean to everybody, but you decided no. that you would be mean at home and nice in other places. Sound like my sister. You planned it. Psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> it's planned uh, out. <laughs> But no, that that's 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 a, a I was just, it's been a big challenge. Okay. To say no meant uh that either somebody was not gonna like me mm-hmm. or that uh they wouldn't be, you know That's all boundaries. Like, yeah. It that's was. all the boundary book. Yeah. I learned yeah. that at an eighty eighty thousand dollar cost. Oh. To say no. Yes. 
80,000. Especially when 80. you know that you should be saying no. Yes. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> all the sides. Yeah, everything is like, you should say no. no. This ain't for you. It's, yeah, everything's Look, showing yeah. up. They say no. the best and in like, folks. Yeah. And I'm like, no, there's got to be something the good. He me. Hey. Let God have that. Yeah. That wasn't for y'all. No. no I know it now. No. Yeah. But you, it was tough. I don't have about no on my list because I actually struggle with saying yes. <laughs> uh, that is another story. That's why you want but to But it so, made me so. it made me think <laughs> I wish someone would have told me that I don't have to like men that like me. Okay. Mm. So okay. it's always been like, oh he likes you and So you should like him back. Yeah. You feel like, like it was like a settling thing like like that I had to entertain somebody because they didn't, mm. you know, they kind of liked me. And at this age, mm. you know, I, I go on a couple I, dates with somebody and and like them and not like them for me. And I'll be like, well, I have a good friend. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> 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 Y'all laughing, but I... I can no. give y'all names, no. okay. but usually it'll 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 be like you know what I think you really great, and I have someone for you that I think is wonderful. I mean that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Nice. The rule is I've never touched you. If I don't touch them, they they for the streets. Even if I touch them, they really for the streets. But usually, if it's like I feel like there's a good person there, maybe I'm not sexually attracted to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they said something that was a little squirrely. That's all for me. But I may know somebody. And my group of friends that right. they may be a better mate for. And I sure will try to hook them up. I don't really like saying hook up, okay. but I just say introduce them. Here y'all go. This may work. It's, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no one. I feel like we kind of grow up as girls like, oh, he likes you. You should like him. And it made me think of this, uh, what I told my son, Kirsten, a couple years ago. This little girl in sixth grade liked him. And I said, well, do you. You know, the, the kids were teasing him that I think her name was Maddie or something. Maddie likes you. Maddie like you. And he was telling me that they was teasing him. And I was like, well, do you like Maddie? And he was like, I don't like Maddie like that. She's my friend. Aww. And I was like, okay, well, let's talk about the lesson on what a fuck boy is. Oh, yeah. That's okay. how we talk. Got you. A fuck boy would pretend to like Maggie and carry on with Maggie getting things from Maggie, entertaining Maggie differently, and then, you know, playing with Maggie's feelings. And don't do that with Maggie. If you only want to be her friend, just be her friend. Don't let it turn into anything else because that's not nice, and that's called the fuck boy. He was like, yes, ma'am, because that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, train them up, girl. Train yeah. them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. They should know that. Yeah. Don't play with people's emotions. There you go. That's mm. mainly what it is. Mm. Yeah. And, and since you don't have to like that boy because he like you. That's right. Mm-mm. You mm. can't let him take you to dinner a couple times, but don't do. Wait, don't. don't. I've never heard of a fuck girl. It's just not out there. Okay. I've been talking about that. I've been talking about Don't let them use like. But my, my boys are different. I wouldn't say that they don't. That my, They're super emotional like me. Okay. So they really care and they give. And all, all, once I tell my sons, look, you can't be out here giving your heart to everybody. Oh, that's so cute. You can't give them out to everybody, you know. And you, and, and then secondly, I was like, you got to shower. And <laughs> wash them nuts. Wash them nuts, yeah. <laughs> wash that ass. Brush your teeth. Yeah. Soap and water. You know, I stuff like that. But the, the, the biggest thing to me is like now it's like, you know, teaching him how to, to me in the sense of how to be a man with his, his emotions. Mm-hmm. 
like I like I couldn't have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did like I I didn't do, and I and I heard a lot of people that way. And then also teaching them about like you know the responsibility that comes when you have another person with you. You know what I mean? Like you you can't just go out and do the things you would do if you were single. Your life you you have there's a level of respect you have to give to that other person as well. You oh, know what I mean? Okay. And so okay. it's like it's like that type of thing, you know. And so life changes, the d- d- decisions change. You know, a lot of things that like. When you when you get married, I know it's another tangible. When you get married as a man, <clears throat> a lot of that stuff has to change, man. Like you know what I mean. And in the sense of the level of respect that you would have for your woman, sometimes where you going, where you're going to go, the people you hang out with, because where you who you are around and who you around constantly sometimes can affect your mentality when it comes to your to your mate. And if y'all are on that level, you know what I mean. And sometimes oh, it began to, okay. it, it, I began to like for me it was hanging around a lot of single guys. So if I'm hanging around a lot of single guys, they're gonna be hitting around a lot of, a lot of girls all the time. That's what we do. That's what we do. So if I'm out with them, then guess what? I'm gonna be doing. I, I'm just not gonna be sitting back after a while. After a while, so I had to change my crowd. Mm. Wow. You know what I mean? I had to make the mature decision to change my crowd. Mm. So I'm gonna be around married men who we do things like it's still fun. We go bowling. We go high. You know, we do things that aren't circled around where we are just out women Looking, seeking, searching. Mm-hmm. Because my emotions, I can't. I can't. To me, I can't just be out with a bunch of people women seeking all the time and not partake after a while. I love how he said women seeking. seeking. So when you were with the singles, what type of things were you guys doing? I mean, and I, I'm asking this because most of the time us girls, when we go out, um, I would say 98% of the time, we just be minding our business. <laughs> I don't know why men think we be out dressed up for them. Well, that's because like to me, and I'm not saying, I'm not speaking We just be every, breathing. Maybe like, yeah, guy. she wanted, I'll be like, I was just breathing. And yeah, I'm not speaking <laughs> on every guy, but that's, but that's, that's the mentality. The music, the, the stuff we see, you know what I'm saying? The, all the porn we watch, all that stuff. Like for real, like you, that's what's in your mind. What you watch, what you hang out, what you see is what you think. So, you're out there thinking like, you know, all these girls, you know what I'm saying? They want me. We're going to go out here and get this. We're getting drunk. We're getting laid. We're getting all this stuff. And it's like really like. The girl when you, is eating chicken wings she chicken and wing. celery. Ooh, she, that's, I know what she can that's, do with that. She, oh, my God. She's literally <laughs> eating and breathing. And they're like, not, yeah, not, she wants it. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. But I'm what like, I'm what saying is like. What are single activities? Like, where were y'all going as single cl- activities? Like clubs. Like, to me, like, oh, like okay. club, yeah. that scenery. That scenery oh. had to change. And I was young, though. You know what oh. I mean? We were young. I was, I was what, 19? Oh, God. 20, 20 when we got together. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm still in my, you know, my hate. Like, my, I feel like my prime, you know. And so, <laughs> I was out there, you know, thinking I was God, you know. Beat real, for real. Beat him right now. Beat him right now. Shana, Shana, no. Like, but, but it was one of the things, like, I would tell my boys, like, when you were there, there's a, if you would, like, if you want to, not have all that drama, not have all those things that you cause, we cause, I cause on myself mm-hmm. in those situations. Sometimes you just got to change it. And this is how conversation I have when sometimes you got to change your crowd. Who are you hanging with? Mm. Like-minded. Like, like-minded, like-minded people. people. So I'm going to hang with people who have lasting relationships. I want to hang with people because this is what I want. I want to have my family last. I want my family to stay together. So I need to be around people who are that way. Like if you want to make a lot of money, I want to meet people who make a lot of money. I don't want to be mm-hmm. hanging around people who make a lot of money. So it's the same with all areas of my life. So relationships, I want to be around people who have lasting relationships. I want to take those advice from them people because they understand what happened. Gotcha. They tell me the truth. And that's what I'm telling my, that's what I tell my boys. It's like, you would, whatever you want to do, get around those people, see what they do, hang around what they do. And even in your relationships, you know, you have to hang around people who are going to have lasting relate, who have lasting relationships. Not saying that it can't work if you don't hang around on people, but your chances are, Damn sure go a lot higher if you do. 
I like that. I put that yes, on the list. Yes. Surround yourself with like, surround yourself around like, people with like that are. Yeah. Like minded people. Like minded. <laughs> got you. No, got you. No, 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 I'm not out here bashing guys who are single or not you know, hanging yeah. on that stuff like that. But I know for me, I can't be in a situation where I'm tempted to do something. You know what I'm saying? All, all the time and not eventually do it. That's just not, not going to happen. That sounds crazy to me because I'm like, you're the only one with the commitment to her and what y'all agreed to in your marriage. But that's, yeah. So if we agreed to not do that. No. That's what y'all agreed to in the marriage? He couldn't go to the club? No. Or eventually? No. Eventually if we, if, we couldn't go back I, to the club? So here it, it is, not being able to have the communication or okay. being able to communicate mm-hmm. the things that we both, or not having the words that we both would see because of religion and also things that we automatically assume to be wrong. We didn't have the vocabulary or the connection that we have now to, to be like, or to speak like, okay, yeah, go, mm-hmm. you know, or this this would be okay or this wouldn't bother me, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all it was just strictly like, yo, that that's for but sinners, you know. You, go on, you get what I'm saying? You don't you don't do that, yeah. you know. You don't. Oh, you, you was heavy on the judgment. Oh, yes, I was. <laughs> I, I did not put that to my younger self. I told myself not to be so upside, okay. But okay. one thing I'm changing a little bit just to say that I would definitely t- I definitely tell my younger younger people, younger self, boys in general to like basically be yourself. Don't go in a relationship trying to portray a certain facade because you only could be it but for so long. Your mm-hmm. true self will come out eventually. So go in. And that's what I tell my boys all the time. Like, look. Let me tell you, if she don't love you for you or she don't like you for you, whatever may be the case and where you are, then that ain't for you because you're only going to be able to play this person that you're trying to portray, but for so long. Mm-hmm. And then she going to see who you really are after a while. So you better show your colors now. <laughs> okay. Y'all got some good stuff. What you got, Pete? great. I don't know. I don't think I have anything else. <laughs> oh, I have more. I can keep going. Go, go. Okay. Okay. Now this one going to throw everybody off a little bit. Come on. If, okay, let me see. Mm. Wait. I would tell my younger, my little mentees that you don't have to go to college to be successful. Oh, yeah, Boom. 100%. Amen. Let me, let me say this. If you are not going to college for free and you are capable of staying in your parents' home another year, stay your ass right there and go get a trade. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By 21, you could be a plumber, you could be an electrician, you can be a welder, you could be easily making six figures in your early 20s with very little educational debt. Yes. If you can stay in your parents' home. That's what I would say. Now, I'm going to tell you, go off to college if it's free. If you got a bunch of scholarships and you leave in high school and it's free, I say go. Mm-hmm. Go until you can't go. Go, go, go. But if that is not an option for you and you can stay home because not everybody can stay home, you cannot follow the rules, you and your mama fight all the time, Uh, you feel like you really grown, go, go fly. But if you can stay home, stay home, get a trade, get a passport, go see the world. Yes. While you at your mama house stacking your money, you getting that trade. There you go. They have spring break. Go, go. Get that passport and go see the world and see how people live mm-hmm. outside of that wow. little town you growing up in or that little neighborhood you at. It changes your sp- perspective to see how people live, mm-hmm. um, especially outside of the United States. You'll be like, oh, my God, I really don't need all this stuff that I have. It's mm-hmm. minimal. You need minimal mm-hmm. things. Um, things don't make you happy. 
you go go get experiences. That's what I would tell them. Yes. Um. So that's pretty much what that's I have good. on, on my really list. Big, especially like, college like stuff. I mean, because in my opinion, unless you're going to be like a lawyer, doctor, mm-hmm. or something like something that. Something that requires a license. Yes, mm-hmm. then uh-huh. for sure. But otherwise, you know, I remember hearing it was like going to college is paying somebody to tell you what books to read. And then you read the books. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know? that's yeah. good, though. It's true. It's so I true. I think college is um, necessary at some point. Yes. I think people go to college to learn how to think differently, mm. um, which okay. is a good, it's a good thing, okay. you know. Um, but I don't think that you get automatic success by going to college. What you get is automatic debt, <laughs> debt, debt, if I could speak. Yes. Right. You're going to get some debt, baby. Mm-hmm. And when you're 25 years old and you know you got $80,000 worth of educational mm. debt, and then mm. you're going to start a, a job that may pay you $18 an hour mm. um, because you have no experience what what are we doing? You might as well be a drug dealer or a prostitute. Yes. Because you have all of that pressure on you. And we know the feds mm-hmm. want their money. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to pay that money back. So I just think go get a trade first. Um, I say also, follow your dreams. Like follow follow your what your vision. Because don't let nobody tell you that you can't do what you mm-hmm. felt in your heart. And I think that was something that also, you know, I also would say, you know, for us to support, or maybe that might be all for us parents. That's telling no, parents right. to no. support the little people. No, you're right because yeah. I, so like support their vision and support their dreams. Because I just if I just had the support that I know I definitely could have been for, I definitely probably would have been a track star. Yeah, but even like I put on mine was was that I could make a living out out of what I found made me happy as a okay. kid. So for so long, like I never listen to my heart, but I know what I like doing. Even even going through college, I know what I like doing. Even going through the military, or even going as a teacher, those lessons were needed, but I never knew that I could make money doing what I love to do. Yeah, yeah. And that's training people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I never thought that it could happen because in my, you know, in my mind, like we were saying, we were telling me, you, you need to be this, you need to be that mm-hmm. to make money, you need to do this. But that never, that never really, that never really satisfied, that never satisfied my heart. And in my mind, I never, you know, could see myself doing that until, I mean, I I really just was fed up with everything else. Mm. You know, I got to the point in my life that I began to do what I wanted to do when I was fed up with everything in my life, you know. And so, but I would tell my youngest self, look, man, like, what's in your heart is in your heart. That's you, you know what I mean? And you can do do that. Follow that. Follow that heart of yours and, and really, you know, seek it out and, you know, things will work out that way. And I think that, you know, some people just can't see it, um, I think because they're just like you said, that Shauna, there's there's no support, like you know, build like there's no vision, there's no creativity outside of you need to do this in the box, like you said, go to school, go to do this, yeah. and so our kids can't see anything any other way how things are done, how how things can be created, and really any impossible, like you can create anything you want, like you know what I mean, like who would have known we would have been training out of a house making a living, like you know, mm-hmm. like to be honest, like it's it's unheard, like it's really not unheard of, but. It's just something that, you know, we be, be, we believe and it began to be happen, you know. So follow what you, follow your heart, man. Believe it. I love that. That's that's really that. good. Um, it's kind of funny because following your heart at 18 is so different mm. than who you are right now. Yeah. That's it is. True. And that's why I also recommend if your education is not completely free or 80% free by going to get in that trade is because as you grow, your th- things change. 
Um, and I love people, you know, now when I interview kids and they're talking about the degrees that they're getting and I'm like, oh, what are you going to do with that? And they're like, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then here you go, you eighty thousand, hundred thousand dollars, and then you like, I don't. You're right. I, you using your degree? You using your degree? No. I got three degrees. But, I, but yeah, I had, and mine was free. Okay. Nice. See, my, see, see, so mine was free. But go get that, that free one. For it was sure. it was free. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I think as parents, as a young as a young age, it was one of those things. I I, I was reading something that was talking about cultivating a a a. A life of like uh, of adventure and and things are being possible instead of telling your kids this is mm. what's going to make that much money this way. so you know and I'm I don't blame because my parents didn't know and I don't blame them at all but if you're if you're cultivating that that lifestyle of you know anything's possible look at this look at that you know th- look how that was done this is done you know and I even start talking to my son look well you like playing video games you know let's look at how how they really how these people really make this money and how this really happens and this type of thing just to get him thinking outside the box you know yes. what i mean and so it's easier to follow what's in you if you see other avenues of things going you have more options you so and so at that time like you know it was one of those things like i kind of knew what i wanted mm-hmm. in the fitness in the industry but it was like that's impossible mm-hmm. believe in yourself yeah, yeah it's impossible i've never seen it done so it's impossible that's why when you said traveling, God, like traveling That's a good one. gave me, yes. I traveled when I was, you know, I was born in Germany, lived in England, lived all over the, you know, all over the place. So it helped mm-hmm. me think more than others, but yeah. then it was still in a box. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're also taught to be an employee and especially yes. in certain, it's like so you, you can't, it's like not unheard. Well, how are you going to make money doing that? Like, oh my god! They knock it down <laughs> yeah, real quick, like, real quick, like, yeah. Let me tell you, I, I need to listen to some of this on my own because <laughs> my youngest son, for years, he's talking about he's gonna play basketball, and every time he said it, burned me up inside. Oh, so that the parents that's listening, it's hard for us to support that <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I'm not alone. Somebody no. like Jenna being so mean. My baby thirteen, he can't dribble with his left hand, but he think he going to the NBA. <laughs> Somebody, look at here. But then, but, but, the, but then you open up, you open up, you open up like different avenues. Well, look at the coaches. Look at the I, I'm, in, I'm in that in that realm. That's what I told her about my, like JoJo. Like he's like, oh my god, I, I don't know. I need. I'm, I'm so, listening, y'all. So, so what I'm saying, so what I'm saying is like, I start opening up. Like I start teaching them about like teaching people how to do it, teaching people how to do the plays. You know, other avenues that are in the basketball realm because he obviously loves the sport. But just playing basketball isn't only part of the sport. Yeah, there's that so where you much can make, more. you know, so nice you can make y'all. a living. See, and so it's this yeah. thing because me, like, I'm thinking outside the box because, like, I like football. It wasn't just the football part that I liked, mm-hmm. you know. And I think I couldn't think of anything. I loved being around the sport. Mm-hmm. You kind of get what I'm saying, but I didn't know oh, how okay. to make a living other than just playing the sport. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. But I, y'all, y'all uh, gonna have to speak some life into them, <laughs> baby. I'll be over here left and right. Yeah, <laughs> my baby number one out of eight hundred and sixty-two kids. You think you finna dribble a basketball? Look <laughs> <Check> at <it> here, <laughs> huh? <laughs> but yeah, it's cute. I'm, I'm it's just, cute. I'm just for real. Like, <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that I could, like you said, make a living from doing stuff that I love. That you enjoy. Creative. Uh-huh. I didn't know it until I was like. 27. <laughs> Here we are now. Here we are now. Like, yeah. oh, people making a ton of money crocheting. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Arts and crafts like a mother. I, yeah. I didn't know. Somebody had to ask me. They said, well, how much, how much, you know, could I pay you to, for you to do that for me? I was like, 
You mean would I this? <laughs> yeah, how much would you pay? I was like, oh snap. I didn't even I had yeah, no that's idea. What I'm saying. Wow. Tapping into and your that, own gifts. Yes. And that was the seed that like got me on like entrepreneur world. That's okay. right. That's funny. Okay. Um, you guys have anything else you would want to share? I'm sure we can do this for a long time. And one other one before we kind of close it out here that I mentioned to my coworker, um, I told him about core values, like figuring out who I was inside and sticking with it. I would tell the younger kids that too. When we talk about like your core values and things will change over the years, but not changing up who you are to fit in. You know, lean heavy on who you are inside and what you know to be. There you go. I think, yeah. I think that's, that's so good. hard nowadays, like oh, more yeah. than before because of social media. Mm. I think it's like it's so fit in the mainstream for a lot of people that yeah. they and, and the sad thing is they don't realize that the more out of the box you are, the more recognized you are. And it's okay so many to people be uniquely wanna, it is. different. No, but it that's is. what I'm saying. But weird. everybody's like be going weird. for the. Going for the likes, going yep. for the and then there was another it was another thing that I was listening to and it was it was an older guy and he was talking about he was like uh the more insane people think you are, the more after a while the more like a uh, uh, change you'll be able to make in people's lives. Mm-hmm. So if you follow your own vision and you sell out to that vision, no matter how weird it is, after a while people like you kind of get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They may call you this and they may call you that, but after a while they'll begin to see your uniqueness and love who you really are. You kind of get what I'm saying. And I think too, as your vision comes to life, that's and what it is. See it and witness it. It's like mm-hmm. oh, it starts to become a thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that can happen to you. That can happen to me. What? Mm-hmm. How you do it? Teach me how to duggy. Yeah. 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 So, like you said, that's so true. Be follow in who you are. You're going to get people that hate. You're going to get people that dislike. You're going to get people that that happens. But that's part of the growth process. You know. Yeah. I call it like the little because I grew up in the Afro when Alan Iverson was going to fro and all that stuff. I couldn't grow it. I was bald at the time. A little depressing, but how old were you? You was bald. I'm like Iverson was playing when I was like 13, 12, 13. Joe, we decided they started early. It was early. Girl, I was was just happy that he let it go. Oh I'm glad God. ball was in. But anyways, okay. back. You know what? Baby, right. <laughs> it was in, baby, and it looked good for you. It was. LL Cool J made it work. I just had a little cul-de-sac thing going yes. on. Like, no cul-de-sac. Yes. <laughs> LL Cool J helped like, him out. I was 18. Like, uh-uh. That I'm is 18. not cute. But anyways, I call it when you're growth, like you're going through that little ugly afro part of the stage because I did try to grow one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But it's that little ugly afro part where you just like, it's just like, it doesn't match right. It doesn't, it doesn't like go. But after buses. you keep going, it just looks so, I love, like, I love froze. I like, especially when black women have their hair out. I keep trying to get her to have her hair out. Her natural hair, but she won't do it for me. <laughs> it's your face. But, um, but like I was saying, I love it. If but you want to grow it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's what Stop I'm saying. Stop it. But it's one of those. <laughs> If I grew mine, that shit would only grow like Fred Sanford on size. Like, Is that what he's calling a cul-de-sac? Yeah, yes. that's what I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Yo. Yo. What? All right. <laughs> I, you guys, we decided to add in a little segment called People Be Peopling. Mm. Peopling. Oh, you could tell it's late. We delusional. I know, right? right. Look. I found <laughs> this article on Yahoo. Let me tell y'all. 
Carl Gravitt, age 22, was arrested for kidnapping, assault, car theft, and possession of drug paraphernalia. I bet it was meth. Once I tell y'all this story, y'all going to be like, hell yeah, it was meth. He was in there mixing up some stuff. (laughs) I'm just going to paraphrase. I'm just going to get y'all through this real quick. Get this. So he was spotted on camera, on video, chasing this young lady. They, she was so tiny, they thought she was a juvenile. They were at a gas station. She is running for her life. Carl bitch ass is chasing her. She makes it all the way to a man's vehicle. She crawls under his vehicle trying to get away from Carl's bitch ass. Eh. Do you know that homeboy was pumping gas? He wouldn't even look over and help her. She crawled yeah. under his truck. Yeah, and my he, problems. It, <laughs> he said, put that on God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> I just want to know what happened. What happened to the world? What happened to us? If, if Prime you, example. I understand that you may not want to be in somebody's business, but if you see a young lady running for her life yes. and she goes up under your vehicle, it's okay to take your hand off the gas pump (laughs) and you you don't even have to you know there's some people that you don't want to be involved because you may get shot you may get stabbed Mm -hmm. i get it but at least you can just stop for a moment and call 911 um at least run inside the store just don't continue to pump pump the gas (laughs) witnesses State that Carl bitch ass pulls the young lady from under his truck oh, by her feet. They all just watch it. But the dude that was pumping his gas took the cake for me. He he still didn't stop right nothing. He didn't stop pumping nothing. his gas nothing. after Carl came and took her from underneath the Carl seat. Carl throws homegirl on his shoulder, oh, carries her back to the car, dropped her ass in the car, and drove off. Oh, shoot. All while homeboy was... Pumping the gas. <laughs> he said, these ain't my problems. These are not he my said, problems. Yeah, yeah, nah. This the wrong neighborhood. He didn't, you, get, a, he didn't get a picture of the license in, plate. He was said, I'm in the wrong neighborhood. I, I ain't got time. <laughs> <laughs> I just came to pump my gas. Okay. I was just like houseway. But she survived. They ended up arresting Carl's, a.k.a. Bitch ass. Okay, somebody uh, else called the police. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They the they other... did. It was not the guy that was pumping. No. It, it tells us it was other witnesses. Okay. Yeah, they were a young couple that was dating. This was definitely domestic violence. Wow. But yeah, I was. Other people who was concerned because that dude was Nobody like, Nobody stopped him. And I, you know, That's I've that. seen people fight each other in public and I don't want to get involved, yeah. but I'm. No, I you mean, climbed that, that under level, my truck. At that level, like, you see her running for her life. She's right. under the truck. Yes. <laughs> She's like, what? Under his, what? It was his truck, His right? truck. His not own. Carl's truck. Not Carl's, Carl's, the guy. Carl came to his truck, pulled her out under his truck. Carl had a car. He put it in the car after he drug her from up under homeboy truck. Ain't that something? Maybe, Maybe he, he had deaf. his headphones. There you go. I was thinking this. <laughs> Maybe, you he was mean blind? Blind? Maybe he was blind. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe he was deaf too. I was and saying he didn't hear the shit going on. He was just looking at the pump. He couldn't have seen it, y'all. Seen it. Maybe he was deaf and blind. And he was, he was pumping the no. gas no. for somebody no. in the car. I think he was deaf 
And he'll still popping. Be- he just never choose to look under his truck. Like he never looked no, under there. She, she had to been screaming and stuff. But yeah, yeah. if you death, you can't hear no. She gonna make it. But anyway, <laughs> that that is our segment of oh my people, people be people in people in. So our takeaway from today, people let's talk about in. it. You know what? We need mentors. Mm -hmm. These kids need people that favor them, look like them, come from where they're from, can tell them about life. You don't have to show up and look successful um, or what what others may consider successful. Show up for the children. Um, Let them know that, you know, you didn't always go do, do things the traditional way and you still made it. We're always looking for mentors. We're looking for mentees. So we will catch you guys next time. And don't get caught on the episode of People Be People and Eva. Y'all have a good one. We'll see y'all next time. And just a quick reminder, just keep living. Peace. Peace.